0: From the studio of Adventist World Radio, Pune.
1: A very warm welcome to you.
0: This is our international English service.
1: In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise.
0: You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually.
1: You are listening to Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope.
0: Here's a melodious song.
2: There is a quiet place Far from the rapid pace Where God can soothe my troubled mind Sheltered by trees Amen.
0: our programs you are welcome to write to us on this postal address adventist media center post box 1446 market yard pune 411037 maharashtra india
1: you can also log into our website to hear all our programs which is www .awr.org
0: Before we hear God's word, here's a melodious song.
2: There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. Stay right here with us, filling us, us with your love, and for these blessings oh, with all the time we've been revived when we shall leave this place Sweet Holy Spirit precious holy spirit. Soul is There's a sweet, shanada. sweet
0: The studios of Adventist Media Center, Pune.
1: We have Helen Jacob presenting God's Word. We have a guest speaker, Pastor Anupam Narangi, who will break the bread of life.
3: Good day to you. Today we'll be dealing with the topic of the miracle worker. Now how many of you would love to do miracles? How many of you would love to perform miracles? I'm sure all of us would want to do that. But then, whom would you perform this miracle for? Is it for yourself, for your own gain? Or is it to help somebody else? Our key text today is found in 2 Kings 4.9. She said to her husband, I know that this man who often comes our way is a holy man of God. Today, my talk is going to be based on Second Kings chapter 4. You know, summarizing the heart of this story, Ellen White writes, The lesson is for God's children in every age. When the Lord gives a work to be done, let not men stop to inquire into reasonableness of the command or the probable result of their efforts to obey. This you find in Prophets and Kings, page 243. This challenge to boldly pursue the work God calls us to do, in spite of how unreasonable or impossible it seems, is an exciting invitation to put one's faith fully in Him. When we do this, miracles are often the result. Second Kings chapter 4 tells of the following miracles, the widow's oil multiplied, the dead boy raised to life, the poison in stew purified, and the prophets, their food multiplied. Wow, that's a lot of miracles. To teach about these miracles, it is helpful to understand the context of the ancient world and the popularity of Baal worship baal was a false god worshiped by many israelites he was the god of rain fire and crops moreover he required child sacrifice Elisha's miracles demonstrated the power of the true god over the domain of this false god the story of the dead boy being raised to life stands in contrast to this God's requirement of child sacrifice. And it illustrates the priority God puts on the life of a child. While this chapter is primarily about miracles, there are other topics you may discover. The key text emphasizes that Elisha was a holy man. You could unpack what that means and challenge yourself to live similar life of holiness. The corresponding chapters in Prophets and Kings is titled, The Prophet of Peace. You could look up at this virtue and discover what peace and contentment look like today. Another theme that merges from this study is the topic of kindness. Sister White comments, The kindly spirit that enabled Elisha to exert powerful influence over the lives of any Israel is revealed in the story of his friendly relationship with the family dwelling in Shunem. Whatever direction you take this chapter, clearly God is calling us to do his biddings in the spirit of Elisha. Elisha performed a lot of miracles. That is because he responded to God's call. And God is calling even you and me today. How will you respond? Listen to this illustration. It's taken from solid ground. In January of 1999, our It Is Written evangelistic team and production crew flew to the Philippines to conduct an evangelistic series. The meetings were scheduled to take place at the Philippine International Convention Center and to be transmitted via satellite throughout the Pacific Rim. The team were concerned that the satellite transmission equipment might not arrive on time. Mark Finley, the leader of It Is Written, says that we praised God when we learned our equipment had arrived the Tuesday before our meetings were to begin. It was then that a serious problem surfaced. All of our equipment was held up in customs, subject to a 335000 bond. The customs officials were adamant. Unless we paid up $335,000, the goods would not be released. All of our efforts to negotiate the equipment's release failed. Time was running out. Our production coordinator talked with numerous customs officials. The story was always the same. Without the payment, no goods. We didn't have that money. Meanwhile, hundreds of churches with tens of thousands of people eagerly anticipated hearing God's word Friday evening. What option did we have? Our staff prayed earnestly. We met in little prayer groups claiming God's promises to find a way where there is no way. Providentially, we discovered that the Philippine ambassador to New Guinea was a 7th day Adventist. If only he were in the country, he could possibly help us. As God would have had it, Ambassador Ben Tijano was in Manila and eager to help. He appealed directly to to the then President of Philippines, Joseph Estrada. President Estrada signed an executive order stating, Immediately release all goods and transmission equipment of the Seven Day Adventist Church at no charge. Within a few hours, our equipment was released. Our evangelistic meetings began on time. Tens of thousands heard God's end-time message of love and truth. God still works miracles. He still answers prayers. When we are at our wits end, He isn't. When human solutions to our problems have run out, divine solutions have not run out. When we don't know what to do, He knows just what is necessary. Without a doubt, We can still depend upon him to respond when we ask. You know, Mark Finley and his crew were put in a difficult situation where their trust in God would be tested. Although the team was under pressure, they still trusted and God provided. When in doubt, trust in him. For our worldly problems are never too big for him. Do the miracles in the Bible ever seem as if they are from another time and another place? And God doesn't perform the same kind of miracles today? How does one retain a sense of wonder for the miracles that occur today? You know, Dr. Ben Carson tells of facing the seemingly inevitable death of a patient, the father of three children. Lord, I need a booster here. I remember praying, Ben Carson writes. You could do wonders for my faith right now. Within two days, Rob was off the respirator. A few days after Rob went home, there was an interesting development. Since I first entered the field of medicine, I have met doctors who have difficulty dealing with unanswerable situations. Often they'll finally admit, well, there's some explanation, but we just don't understand it. One of the neurosurgeons, an especially brilliant man, and one who doesn't acknowledge a belief in God, pondered this matter of Rob for several days. He asked questions after questions, determined to figure out an answer. None of us could offer an explanation of Rob's recovery. I know, but I think I finally figured out, he said. It's the mitochondria of the subcellular level and they can go into a shock. I listened to this explanation before I asked him a question. Tell me, did you ever see such a thing before? No, no, not really, but, uh, but... And then I had to stop him and I said, This is a miracle. Why don't you just accept it for what it is? They don't come any more clearly than this. Rob was gone and now he's back. This is the only time I have ever seen an adult sink to such a low neurological level and then recover. As my final statement, I said, We don't have to explain miracles. All we have to do is accept them. You know, the lesson from this chapter is for God's children in every age. When the Lord gives a work to be done, let not men stop to inquire into the reasonableness of the command or the probability of the result of their efforts to obey. Prophets and Kings 2.43 says, a fuller sense of God's relationship to those whom he has purchased with the gift of his son. A greater faith in the onward progress of his cause in the earth. This is the great need of the church today. Yes, my friends, the greatest need of the church today is for us to respond to God's calling. He'll lead us into situations which cannot be explained, but yet... We can come out of it just like what Ben Carson experienced when Rob recovered. In Jeremiah thirty-one sixteen through 17, this is what the Lord says. Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work will be recorded, declares the Lord. They will return from the land of the enemy. So there is hope for your descendants, declares the Lord. Your children will return to their own land. You know, people then were worried. They didn't know what the future held for them. But God said, you don't have to cry over it. Depend on me. Continue doing your good work and you will be redeemed. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. You know, you need not go to the ends of the earth for wisdom. For God is near. It is not the capabilities you now possess or ever will have that will give you success. It is that which the Lord can do for you. Put your talents to work. Ask God's wisdom and it will be given to you. Let's buy it for prayer. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for this lovely lesson which you have given us. Dear God, you have made a call for each one of us. Help us so that we may be able to respond to it positively. We are afraid of the unknown. And that is why at times we fail to respond positively. But dear God, help us so that we can cling to your promises. You know, it is not our capability which will lead us to success of our work. It's only our dependence on you which can lead us there. Help us, dear God. Put your talents through us so that we may be able to achieve mighty things. In Jesus' name I ask.
2: Amen. Love sent my Savior down from His glory into a world of Love made my Savior Have made my Savior. might be more like them while we serve the master. Help them make the courts of heaven.
1: have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's word, you are always welcome to write to us.
0: Adventist Media Center, Post Box 1446, Market Yard, Pune 411037, Maharashtra, India.
1: And you can email us at helenrichesv. At gmail.com. Helen Riches V. At gmail.com. H E L E N R I C H E S V. At gmail.com.
0: You can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers. Center of Digital Evangelism, CDE, 000 800 040 1704. Or you can message us directly at plus one seven four seven two eight two two eight eight zero. Our WhatsApp number is Plus nine one nine zero 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 eight
1: nine zero nine three. And you can email us at Helen Riches V at Gmail dot com H E L E N R I C H E S V at Gmail dot com.
0: We invite you to visit us on our website www.awr.org This is David
1: And I am Madhuri Signing off at AWR
0: Do join us again along with your family and friends
1: Till then, we wish you
0: Goodbye goodbye and God God bless